In the year 1831, biologist Charles Darwin began a fateful journey on the HMS Beagle. On that journey, Darwin formulated the controversial theory of evolution which has impacted society down to this day. Our goal is to punch holes in that theory, so we'd like to welcome you to Sink the Beagle. Fire one, Captain! John, that was excellent aim. Your shot found the mark. I like our new advanced missiles, you know, that we're shooting off our cruisers to sink the Beagle. We don't use a sub anymore. We're out on the open surface. We have the surface, but no, the surface. We cover every part of this issue, Sam. Surface to surface. Surface to surface and all the spaces between. (laughs) We own it. I'm John Kerlinski. I am Stan Hudson. We want to welcome you to this episode of Sink Sink the the Beagle, Beagle, where we take lighthearted looks and pot shots and all kinds of shots at the serious and not-so-serious sides of evolution and creation. And we tend to be unabashed creationists. Uh, 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 but that uh, doesn't uh, mean we don't bash. Well, we, we, we bash, but we also yeah. bash with the, with love. With <laughs> love and with nice, soft feathers. And no, actually, we do bash positions, hopefully not people. And, and, and yeah, we people are all precious to God. Mm-hmm. Even the evolutionists in God's eyes is very Darwin? valuable that Christ would die for them. Darwin, even? Including Darwin. Charles. Every one okay. of them. There's not a person that Christ didn't die for. That's our position as Christians. Well, anyway. Yeah, recently we've been talking on Sink the Beagle of the Scopes trial and the 1925 uh, monkey trial in Dayton, Tennessee, where, frankly, uh, though there was a lot of uh, uh, positive, well-meaning people like William Jennings Bryan for the side of creationists in that trial, nevertheless, the biology teacher, John Scopes, who taught evolution in school, uh, was the cause celeb of the day. He was made to look like a brilliant young man. The first and, victim. And the <laughs> no. first victim of close-minded Southern religious people, yeah. I guess. And uh, and from that day forward, through like the Broadway play and the musical entitled Inherit the Wind, the movie had Spencer Tracy, very impressive and popular movie. It kind of continued to characterize creationists Bible believers as somewhat Neanderthal, pardon the, the obvious reference, and uh, and backward and just Bible-thumping, uneducated, backward people, whereas science was shown to be the answerer of all questions. But today, Stan, we're going to talk about truth strikes back. Oh, yes. the return. The of return the, of truth. <laughs> the Jedi or something. Yes, okay. it's, <laughs> it's the return of those who believe that there's a better answer than science gives an answer of what we would consider truth and less speculation in our part. Yeah. We'd also consider it a uh, answer, and it's not just people that would call themselves creationists who are beginning the battle back. Mm-hmm. And the battle is a fierce one because, first of all, you don't have the popular media on mm-hmm. your side. Mm-hmm. They are still in the mold of denigrating those who might stand for yeah. Bible and truth and whatever. But they mm-hmm. strike back, and so today we want to kind of categorize uh, various aspects of people in the uh, creation-evolution debate, where they sort of stand and what well, their strengths, maybe a few of their weaknesses. We're going to name names. But, you know, this is all in sort of the atmosphere, John, of a movement that has been taking place for probably 
oh, maybe with some energies, maybe 50 years or so. And that would be what we call creation science and the yes. creation science movement. Actually, actually, it sort of starts with George McCready Price, mm-hmm. the savior of creation science or the creationist science movement. Yeah, he was a, kind of an early uh, formidable antagonist of popular science. He was a science teacher at a Christian college, and he kind of went on the warpath, and he was quite a public orator on these subjects and maybe was the first, shall we say, in-your-face anti-evolutionist of maybe this last century. And he went on to inspire Henry Morris. And Henry Morris, of course, was an early uh, 19, I want to say 1940s, 1950s. 50s, 50s kind of stuff. And eventually would found, with his son John Morris, who currently is running it, uh, the Institute of Creation Research, originally, I think they're still in San Diego, I believe, and uh, this is one of several creationist organizations. organizations. Yeah. And, and there are others. Now, the Institute of Creation Research, uh, we find many of their things very valuable and helpful. ICR, you can find them on the net. They have an offshoot of some of their people. It would be like Answers in Genesis, mm-hmm. wasn't they? Uh, mm-hmm. Ken Ham and others. Ken Ham, an Australian uh, science high school teacher who... Uh, a very fervent public speaker on this subject. Now uh, their headquarters is in the Cincinnati area. And uh, Answers in Genesis is probably the best known and and most popular, shall creationist, we say, creation uh, in, uh, organization for, for promoting creationist views. Yes. and uh, the, Answers the, in Genesis, Answers AIG. In, AIG on mm-hmm. your websites mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and these these organizations basically, we would say, come from a point of view that would um, they respect scripture very highly. Very they have highly. Um, they have a what I'd call more of a verbalist uh, approach to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, they see everything uh, coming in the last six thousand years, give or take a yes. year or two, but not much more. Right, and and so including the, the universe. universe. And, yeah, uh-huh. and, and, and so their young age, what we we call young age. Uh, Strict. Earth and and universe. Yes, young age, earth and universe type mm-hmm. creationists, mm-hmm. and then probably parting a little bit with them and 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 forming, I think, a a little more cautious. Not say cautious in the sense of negative, but tra- probably a little more um, respectful of the text. We want to let the text speak for itself and not impose our. Mm-hmm. Western Greek philosophical attitude on the on a on the Eastern text, so to speak. Okay, um, we would tend to think that uh, life as we know it is a relatively young within. That's right. you know, I, I say less than ten thousand years, less yes. than maybe seven thousand years, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. Ar- I don't argue a thousand or two years. Not an issue with me. Mm-hmm. But the point is that God may have had parts of the universe already in existence. I, I believe He happened to have that, and. Yes. He is still the author of all things that are existing, including the universe. He is the author of life itself. Of course. And nothing came into existence without God, and we believe that, and also for that matter, without Jesus. That's in John 1. Yes. All things that are came from him. And, and That's and a position of our program, St. the Beagle. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, John and I, you and I both share... Uh, this view that although the earth itself is is young, uh, we we believe the universe may be old, may be quite old, and so uh, you know we we have answers. We we understand the questions about six thousand years for the heavens and the earth to have been created. It's in the fourth commandment, written with the finger of God on stone. The question there might be how we interpret the word Shemayim or heavens, and heavens can be just, uh, shall we say, our neck of the wood of the, uh, woods, woods of the universe, the stars maybe around us, or maybe our solar system, not necessarily all that is throughout the vast 
uh, you know, hundred plus billion galaxies that we have currently seen yeah. through telescopes. And, and so the point we want to make there is that there, as we're going from a very strict group, we move up to mm-hmm. a uh, more, what's really currently happening in our world is a new group coming up. And there, by the way, there's the variations between all of these things, slight degrees here and there. Mm-hmm. There is groups that come out like... Uh, well, yeah, progressive creationists like Hugo Ra, uh, uh, Ross, uh, who is... Uh, uh, kind of connected somewhat with uh, focus on the families, uh, James Dobson, and that, that progressive creationist does believe in millions of years. Yes, but that God is kind of created through that time at different times. Yes, and so and, for, and, and, and then you get the what the newer ones coming on this on the scene are actually more from the biological point of view. Not all is not exclusively, but the design. You have some physicists and others too. The yes. design movement they call themselves intelligent, intelligent design. design, and they uh-huh. want to argue basically that you know the they are not creationists. They just believe that evolution is bad science and that the evidence shows that there has to be design or designer because all the popular, I mean, all the um, reliable scientific evidence says that evolution can't happen. That's and, right. And, and so they're trying to be honest scientists. With the saying, data. Uh-huh. And saying what we're teaching in school is bunk to our kids. Let's just give them honest, good science for the sake of science. Yes. They tend to be more scientists than theologians and, and or the, religious. And their tendency is not so much to promote creationists or a biblical view or even a God uh, view so much as to show that materialistic evolution is not very scientifically based. And, and, and they, they basically fall into the origin. Philip E. Johnsons, the Michael Behe's, the Whelan's, Jonathan the Wells, the Jonathan Stephen Wells, Meyer, and yeah. so forth. These guys, and they all have significantly different personal views. Yes. Uh, some of, there, there may be one or two in there that's a short ager, but for the most part, they're not actually. Uh, they're not creationists in the sense of a short age as, as no. you and I are. Uh, and yet they believe in God, and, and they do believe that the evidence is just obvious and overwhelming. That there's something that, out there bigger than humanity that we need to take into account. That that material cannot organize itself. Into Don't get a rock into a puppy like we sometimes exactly. say. Exactly. No warm puppies from rocks. And, and so now what they want to do is, and here's perhaps why they are as, uh, as influential as they are and making the big impact they are in the scene. They did not... Uh, pound on the Bible. They don't, do not quote scripture in their arguments. Rather, they just simply stick to science and, and facts and data and so forth. The irony is, is they get labeled as closet creationists, yes. regardless, because that is one of the techniques of the other side. It's a very uh, time-honored technique. If you're losing an argument, call the other person names and degrade their character exactly. so, so as to, to lessen their, their influence. You have to talk with, about their arguments or deal with yeah. the points that they're making. Now, we have a text that we want to kind of point to as far as what we think is happening, though, as far as striking back against this, the breach of, of trust that people have in God and the Bible and the mm-hmm. scriptures. And our tech, we have a torpedo text, Dan, in Isaiah 58. Uh, 58, 12, and it says this, Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, if you honor it not 
by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking out of words, then you will find your joy in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land. Yeah, and we look at this text, the context of being a repairer of the breach, repair not just of the, the literal walls uh-huh. of Jerusalem, but of right. the truth of God that's been breached by this evolutionary onslaught. And we believe that everyone is contributing to the argument. The design people are adding some great scientific oh, great arguments, arguments. Oh, yes. that are like boulders in the in the hole. Mm-hmm. And there's others who are are bringing in good, solid biblical arguments to help people grasp a, a, a Christian faith or a godly worldview. A restorer of the breach, a repair of walls. And it's interesting that the context here, John, is in how we view Sabbath. And which Sabbath is, is what? The, the memorial of? of creation. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's a day which Christians can find rest in the comfort knowing that they serve a God who made them, mm-hmm. who created them, who loves them, who came to redeem them. Jesus himself mm-hmm. is called the creator. He calls himself the creator in the New Testament. It's, it's basically he is the word of God who has done all these things. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, want to have do a complete repair. Yes. We sense that some of them are incomplete. The complete repair is to lead people into a relationship with their creator and, and mm-hmm. a trust in the processes he has done and set forth and continue to do. Restoring the, the relationship that was lost and meant to be pro- especially uh, enjoyed on Sabbath as that memorial of creation by the creator with the creature. Entering into time with him mm-hmm. on his time. Now, in his terms. We have to say one other thing about uh, the Restorers of the Breachers. Yet another organization we'd like to let listeners know about, and that's the Geoscience Research Institute. And that's GRI.com on a website. No, it's GRISDA.org. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I've I'm been sorry. there a few times. I just recently, again, it's, it looks like GRISDA, GRISDA.org on the internet. And here is yet another fine institution with lots of scientists who believe in God's Word. And also in doing excellent science. And these are yeah. restorers of, of the, the breach. breach. They're trying to repair the damage done mm-hmm. by a rogue group of people who want to do away with government, do away with religion, set up a humanistic, materialistic society mm-hmm. where the elite become the rulers. And, and the make rest. all our Bible believers just like uh, the, the Neanderthals of the old days. We pray that you will discover the breach of your life and your emptiness found in a creator. And we hope that that can be your experience. Tune in again to another Sink the Beagle. Thanks for listening to Sink the Beagle. We'd like to send you a special gift just for being with us today. Write to our email address, beagle at lifetalk.net, and ask for your free copy of Dr. Dwight Nelson's book called Built to Last, A Thoughtful Look at Creation and Evolution. Ask for Built to Last when you write to Beagle at lifetalk.net. And be sure to listen in next time to another episode of Sink the Beagle. So join us here each week, my friends, you're sure to get a smile. From seven stranded castaways, here on Gilligan's Island.